If you have your Bibles, I want you to go to Zephaniah 3. Zephaniah 3. Some of you say, I haven't heard of no Zephaniah. Yeah, we've read around a lot of scriptures. There is a Zephaniah in the Bible. <laughs> you can find it in the Old Testament. <laughs> Going almost close to the new. <laughs> the hidden books of the Bible. Zephaniah 3. I want you to stay in your posture that the Spirit of God have you in. For the next couple of weeks, we're going to go into a subject matter, heart therapy. Heart therapy. Heart therapy. Heart therapy. How many of God wants to heal our hearts? How many know He wants to heal your heart? Above all that you do, there has to be a heart change, a heart development, deliverance. We have a generation that is in a disformation of orphan. It's not that we don't do things for God. Our position has to become sons and understanding that we are daughters of the Most High God. Can you say amen? amen? We have need of heart therapy. Zephaniah 3. How many of you found it? Amen. Glory to God. I know it took a little bit, but we're going to. I know we haven't heard of that in enough, maybe some of you years. I've never heard of this. What is this thing? But it's there. Verse 15, the Lord has taken away your judgment and he has cast out your enemy. So the Lord is your, in your midst. You shall see disaster no more. You shall see disaster no more. In that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, do not fear Zion. Let your hand, let not your hands be weak. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness, not you over him. I'm, I'm going to shout myself today. You're so used to you rejoicing towards him. He said, I'm going to rejoice over you. We have need to learn how to receive a rejoicing. Heart therapy, heart therapy, heart therapy. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with, with your God singing. 
Uh, your God. You see, we're going to learn something about our God. Our Father, He sings. Verse 18, I will gather those who surround over the appointed assembly, who are among you, to whom its reproach is a burden. Behold, at that time, I will deal with all who afflicted you. I will save the lame and gather those who were driven out. I will appoint them for praise and fame in every land where they were put to shame. The Lord your God is in your midst. Holy Spirit, we thank you this morning. We take a step back as you take a step forward, knowing that no flesh will glory in your presence. We give you all preeminence this morning. Speak on, Holy Spirit, and move. We can't do anything without you. In Jesus' name. If you love him, can you say amen? You may be seated. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will rejoice over you with singing. Say this with me. My God, sing. Say it one more time. My father, father sings. We're going to talk on the subject heart therapy. After this message, I want you to invite everyone to come and listen. We, we have to take a seat at the table and understand our God. And this morning, I want to bring perspective to you on how to be who you're called to be. How many of you are ready to advance as a son and a daughter in Christ? Come on, how many of you are ready to overcome as Christ called you to overcome? How many know he called you to be more than overcomers? You're more than conquerors. Somebody say more than a conqueror. For me to be more than, he's saying I'm more than, not just conquer. I'm not called just to conquer. I'm called to be more than. And, and, and we have to stop getting comfortable with losing and comfortable with pain and comfortable with destruction and comfortable with things in this life that God did not say. He said that I came that you might have life and that life more abundantly. I did not come to tell you to think that you're doing something when you're always down. Let the down push you to the up in me. I came that you might have life. I, this is why I came. I didn't come for no other, I didn't come for some religious ideology to make you think that being broken, being busted and disgusted is more holy and self-saved. No, no, no. I didn't come for that. I came that you might learn to have life and life that more abundantly, which means your life, you were called to walk in abundance as a son and as a daughter of Christ, of a father. Oh, y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say, I'm called to abundance. Somebody say, I'm an heir. It has, we have need to know who we are. We have been ostracized mentally 
We've learned behaviors. We've learned behaviors that we have to relearn. How many of you know the Spirit of God is training you to relearn some things? Somebody say, I'm relearning some things. Yep. We have need to relearn because what we've learned sometimes is not the equation. It's not the answer. It's not the proper uh, 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 equation to get the right answer in our life. And, and, and when we have a learned behavior of things in our life, when it comes to Christianity and when it comes towards God, how do we look at our God? How do you perceive your God? Who do you, who do you think God is? Number one, he said, when I adopted you, now we call him Abba. Abba. So there is a fatherly standpoint that he wanted us to understand. Now, go, don't go to sleep. I know this. See, the problem is we keep thinking we know what we don't know how to know. The average church, if I, we say love, if I give everybody, you know, yeah, it's God love. It's God love. Okay, if God is love, where is the love and what is love? Because we have need to distinguish, have a distinction of what the God love is. Today, we don't know what the God love is. How do you know that? Because we can profess love, but everything that's coming out of the fruit of our loins is not love. It's not that we've meant to do that. I believe genuinely that everyone wants to love the way God called you to love. The problem is the, behave, the learned behavior of religion. When I say religion, I'm talking about a practice without the inspiration of the love. When I'm talking about a religion, I'm talking about we all have a piece of religion in us. Religion is just a practice. We are religious, but from a place of inspiration. But a religion that does not have the inspiration. It makes the word of God to no effect. How many of you know religious folks is even dangerous, is more dangerous than even the devil? Yeah, you didn't know that. Yeah, religion can be even more dangerous because see, I can deal with the devil, but when the devil has somebody locked in their mind, they're unteachable, they're under, you can't cast that out. That has to be trained. They're dangerous. And this we have need to be open and understanding the heart of the Father, understanding who God is because we've learned to have mental exercises of faith. Mental, ex and not even call it faith, mental exercises of believing. We know love because we read it and heard it. But there is a love that contains the equation of who God is. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, most of us already clocked out because I know this. See, you know it from your head. But if I poke around your life, where is it? We know it from our, if I poke you though, where is it? Can you say amen? So I want you to understand that there is something that God is trying to get us to a, a, a place where we can stop giving human responses. We were called to be sons and daughters of God, of the Most High God, being like our Father. He said, be imitators of me. Be what? To imitate me. 
Be more than a human. How many know God called you to be more than a human? He called you to be more than a what? So we are called not to be human, but more than. That's why Paul got on the church. He said, are you not? Tell you what, let's go to the scripture. Go to 1 Corinthians 3, 2 through 3. I want you to stay with me. 1 Corinthians 3, 2 through 3. When you get there, say amen. Verse 2, I fed you with milk and not solid food. For until now, you're not able to receive it. And even now, you're still not able. For you are still, still, you're still what? Oh, I know y'all don't want to talk this morning. Glory to God. You are still what? Carnal. Now let's, now he's going to give you what carnality is. Watch this. For where there are envy and strife, and division, and division, and uh, so we got so much envy and strife and division that we cannot move on to perfection with the church yet. We're still preaching on what he calls carnality and milk for babes. Because we still have not learned how to break through humanity, the deliverance of human. Demons are easy, but when you, I got to be delivered from people, that's different. Uh-oh, see, we, we learned this backwards. You've been thinking we're fighting the devil. No, no, devils are easy. I know what to do with that. But when I got to deal with you, that, that devil there, not the person. How many of you don't have problems? See, you, 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 how many of you have more problems with people? Just lift your hand. I feel, I feel my problem ain't always with what I thought the devil was. It's the devil with people. So that tells us it's not de demons. I, I know what to expect. But you, you complex. Somebody say we're complex. I'm, I'm a complex being. I'm hot this day. I'm cold that day. I'm right today. I'm wrong next day. I say what I meant and I don't mean what I say the next day. I, I'm complex. Watch this, verse 3, for you are still what? A carnal, for where there is envy and strife and division among you. Watch this, are you not carnal and behaving like mere, what is he saying? You are called not to act like a man. Oh, Jesus. It's called the life of the mortal. And because we've been trying to adopt and drag God with us with our humanity, we don't understand why we keep failing. Because I'm trying to live like a man, human, humus, a human, rather than learning how to conform to the word spirit. That's why he told us that, listen, I know you heard all this stuff, but he said, you are small g gods. We will never be over God, but if I'm a son of God, that's why God did not call it. That's why he said, I, I, listen, don't blame me for calling as if I'm equal with God, Jesus, because I'm a son. Are you a son and a daughter? So do not act like mere human. He said, you, you're still corner, acting like a mere man. Which means the unctions of your 
flesh is still too loud. And I'm going to tell you why. Because we're trying Christianity. And for some reason, we're not getting over the hump. Because we don't know how to get through in the heart. Because we're stuck in our head. We're stuck in our head. We're stuck in our... We're stuck. We know, we know scripture, but we're stuck in our... We have to know the distinction. That's why he said you'll know them by their, the fruit that they bear. The issue with today is we don't know distinction because we're undermining fruit. That's why we even in ourselves call people deep and they don't have no fruit. So if that's the case, that I'm raising a generation to look at a reality that's not a reality. Because if that's the reality, if that's deep, why in the world do I need to get that? That's making the word of God to no effect. That's why sometimes God has to protect his name. He said, no, 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 I don't need you to go do no work until you learn how to be endured with this power called spirit. I need you to wait. Wait, wait, don't you? No, 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 you wait. Allow me to do something in your heart, upon your heart. See, the spirit within is for you, but the spirit upon is for them. And most of us have not learned to be equipped with the spirit within so we can allow the spirit without to come upon enough to do the work. So because we're not acquainted with the familiarity of the within spirit, a generation of orphans, houses of orphanages, Everybody framing church stuff, this and that. And that, the person who knows the content of God is, in, is crying in the room, God, what is wrong? All of this covering up. What if the house, they say, what if they have made my house? It's another YMCA, another membership. Where nobody want to come because we got to frame our way in. But God is calling us back to the heart and the song of his voice. Can you say amen? Now, I want you to understand. I want you to go to Hebrews 4, 12, real quick. Hebrews 4, 12. Hebrews 4, 12. If you get there, say amen. And it reads, verse 12, for the word of God is living and powerful. For the word of God is living and powerful. It's living. Is it living? So it's not dead. The word of God is not what? So don't approach this word as if it's dead. That's why he was mad at the Pharisees, because they preached a dead Jesus, but they didn't know the life Jesus. That's why he said, if he died, but not risen, if you preach his death, but you don't teach his risen, we're going to be in trouble. That's why they're stuck in their sins, because you keep telling them that he's dead. He died for me. I didn't ask him to die for me, but he died for you. That's good, Jesus, you died for me. But if I don't know that there is a life ability. See, that's the problem. We, he died. Yeah, that's good. But we don't know where to go next. So everything.
everything is about his death. But we don't know how to get to the life of it. See, there is no possibility of your deliverance, your freedom, if you don't know the life of Jesus. He said, if we preach death, this is what Paul and, and, and Peter would say, if we preach the death, he was buried, crucified. But if we don't understand the life, how, why, do you, why, do you, why do you celebrate what's called Easter, resurrection? Why do you celebrate that? What are you celebrating? What are you celebrating? It's a shame the church don't even know why they celebrate it. You're celebrating the life. You're celebrating the what? He was trying to configure you to stop only looking at my death. I know you love crosses, but take the cross down because the cross was a reality of me coming up. All right, yeah, let's see. I, I got to see, I got to stifle some revelation sometime because we're not ready for the reality of what's keeping your mind locked in the pit. We know he died, he died, but that doesn't do anything if you don't know there's possibility in his life. The word of God is living and it's, it's powerful. It's not encouraging that he just died if there's no life that's going to come after Well, I'm glad he died for me. Is it, okay, so I just wait for heaven? Oh, yeah, that's what we believe. We believe healing come in heaven. Deliverance come in heaven. Promise come in heaven. Money come in heaven. This nigga, why in the world are you here right now? If God wanted you in heaven, he might as well take you on the next flight to heaven. He was not calling you to heaven. He said, Gee, Jesus said, do not take them out of here. I need them to learn to be a body and walk on the hands and feet here right now. You keep preparing for heaven and not here. Why do a believer keep preparing for heaven? You already had it when you have salvation. You are, we are already miscalculating what his desire is. It's very selfish to try to get to heaven and you did not take care of earth. Uh oh, I know you hear this. I might need security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you how selfish when most religious people are. You're selfish. You're trying to leave here and you don't want to prepare nobody else. You're trying to leave here and you don't know how to stand in the gap. You're trying to get out of here. So you stay home in your pity party of your own believing and never learn faith. I can tell that gee, we, we don't know this type of stuff. And God is trying to help us to understand. It's selfish. To live is Christ and to die is gain, yes. But you got to understand something. We are here. Paul said, I'm here because of you. I have need to be here. I, I would like to leave, but I have need to be here because of you. I don't want to see you not cross over. So we got everybody hiding in the basement saying, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm, everything is, I'm just waiting on the Lord. What are you waiting on? The Lord has already came. All right. Tell somebody, what have I been waiting on? Deliverance is here. Freedom is here. Breakthrough is here. What are you waiting on? Everything that he promised is here. That's why it's called faith. 
Faith is already finished. Who finished it? Jesus, the author and the finisher. Come on, somebody. Of our, did he finish it? So who are you waiting on? You're waiting on your next level of faith to be finished so you have the character, the understanding. See, th that Christ be formed in you. See, when Christ is formed in you, you have an ownership of it. Christ did not call you to want. He did not call you to be waiting and lacking and thinking that make you more holy. That's a lie. That's immaturity. That means that you have not come to the fullness of the understanding. When I'm lacking, I don't stay there because I know it's a lie. It's not the truth. So you have to understand what is God after because you were not called to be a mere human, mere humans, human. You were called to walk as a mortal. That's why the spirit of God mortifies your, oh, Jesus. Your Bible tells you that the spirit of God should be mortifying your body. That's why you never settle in sickness. Don't never settle in disease. Y'all got quiet. Look at this stuff. You don't, don't, don't settle with what the Bible did not say because he's trying to teach you a mortification of who he is. Don't settle with it. Well, you know, no, 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 ain't no, no. No, I know that he knows because of he who he is. Or you're not carnal acting as mere humans in strife, arguments, contentions. What is the problem? Why are you fighting that realm that's known to have problems? Can you say amen? There's an issue where the arrested development of our lives has to be sought out. Let's go back to the scripture. I wasn't done. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living and what? And it's sharper than a two-edged, piercing even to the division of what? Soul and spirit, and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the what? So your heart has thoughts and intents. What has it? Your heart has thoughts and, it, and the word comes to separate what spirit and soul. Now, why does God have need to discern or to help you discern your heart? If your heart wasn't a problem. The Bible says, guard your above all else for out of it flows the issues of life. I don't care what you quote in the Bible. Your issue is coming from somewhere. For out of it flows the issues of life. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. Watch your heart. And if you try to do that from a corner place, you think he's talking about, well, that's why I don't like to talk to them because I got to guard my heart. No, you're not. You're out of place. 
You're nasty. No, no, no. You missed it. You can't guard by yourself. A guard by yourself is defensiveness. You're defensive. You're always watching yourself. You, you got to watch everybody. Everybody has got to watch. No, that's defensiveness. That's not guarding. The guard of the spirit is confident. It produces something. I don't like to talk to them because, you know, they make my heart feel something. Ah, you're missing something. What he says by guard your heart, he's saying watch your expectation. Oh, glory. You have need to watch your expectation. You have need to what? Because it's your expectation that's keeping you in assumption to believe what I did not say. So you have need to what? Watch your expectation. See, without a principal building, we persist to violated expectation. Somebody write that down. Without principal building, we proceed in violated expectation. What did I just say? Y'all went lost on me, Jesus. I, I, I thought that was simple. I, that was indeed. Tell somebody, I'm getting it. I got it. I, Lord Jesus. That wasn't that deep. Y'all can handle it. The time, it was the time. Okay, all right. Glory. Somebody wake up in your spirit. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Without principle building. So let's start with the first one. Without what? So without the inspiration of the principle, we go line upon line and precept upon. So God builds on purpose. Does he build on purpose? Okay, so most of our Christianity is sporadic. It's not on purpose. Most of our lives are sporadic. We know everything about God. We don't know nothing. You have no definition. You don't know which screw is next. But God said, I build principally. So if he's building principally through the inspiration of his voice, it's going to build principally. Someone who has a heart to develop souls do not take a soul outside of the, uh, uh, the application of where they are. Uh, you can talk in sixth grade. This don't mean you're ready for that language yet. And the reason why we do that is because we have learned behaviors. You've, you've seen your parents walk and follow Moses. Yet, they was rejected from the promised land. Israel. God wants to meet them. We don't need to meet you. We're going to keep following Moses. The Bible even says, even today, when the Old Testament, of, the Testament of Moses is read, a veil still stays over their eyes. But in Christ, the veil is taken away. God was trying to meet a people. But you as children was watching the rebellion of your parents. So you learn behavior of practices of religion because Moses represents the, the letter. Oh, come on, stay with me. Moses represents the letter. He represents the letter. They were following the letter. But God was trying to give them an experience. The fear of the Lord can be birthed in them. 
that they don't have need to keep following Moses, but he was trying to birth something in them. That way they can enter into the promised land and not have to keep looking for Moses to know the faithfulness of their God. So we have learned behaviors. We talk Jesus with no content. We revelate. We declare, but there's no power. We talk, but there's no deliverance. And I don't know about you. I don't want to live like that. You can, I don't want to live like that. I, I, this is why people stay in the world. Until you get it right with what you feel, let me stay where I am. We have need to understand our position as a child of God. Your position as a your position as a child of God. Can you say amen? Without principled building, we persist with in what? Violated. Come on, class. We persist in what? Violated. How many of y'all understand what I'm, that, that means? Okay, maybe nobody understands what that means. All right. Okay, let me... <laughs> Let me back up just a little bit. <laughs> Let me back up just a little bit. All right. Glory to God. <laughs> Somebody say principle building. Okay, so we just discovered that God builds principally. Okay. When something is going on in my life or I'm living out of something and or I'm trusting in something and I don't judge it from the principle, the ruler, which is principle. How many know a ruler is principle? Why is it principle? Because it's sharing with you a measured outcome. So if you measure with this ruler, it's showing you how much you need to go to the right or the left. It's measuring a principle. So if you follow this instruction, this, this rule, it's a rule. Somebody say rule. So the measure of rule sets the reality of truth. But when I'm under an authority or, or parental figure and or I come up somewhere where I hear something that might not be the rule of God, but it sounded good. It seemed right. But it was rooted out of pain. It was ruling out of your last name. It was ruling out of how your mama and your daddy and they daddy and they mama did it. But nobody checked, didn't did, did measure the God particle. So without you checking that, you have an expectation that's been. That's why we get angry with people. Your expectation of them without checking for divine. Okay, come on somebody, y'all catch up. You know why you're mad with them? Because you know that's not their fault. You expected them something that you didn't check for God first. So God got to teach you how to look in the mirror. You think God is after them. God is after you first. Uh-oh, I know. I'm going to help us out. I know you got to get them, God. See, you don't know God. Because God taught you how to get them. 
See, see, you you, got to know how to fight with God. Can I teach you how to fight with God for a second? Let me tell you how the fight of God works. If they hate you, love them. Y'all don't know how to fight with God. You you don't understand. He's trying to tell you how this works. You, you ready how to fight? See, you, what, you, what you're not wanting to do, see, you keep thinking. This is what we're thinking. We keep thinking that we are trying to not let God maybe save them without justice. Because we want justice. You want what? So you don't want to let them go because you think God might save them without. Yet God is, God is just. So our issue is we hold on to things and people because we don't know you you deserve justice. God can't just save you like that. You don't, no, 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 you don't deserve freedom. No, you, you no, 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 you, you, no, you, you don't get that like that. No, you're going to feel. So you stay in the position of an accuser. Not knowing that you're putting yourself in a yoke. I got to move on. This is not what I come to talk about. But he's trying to help you to understand. Watch this. Let me show you how the defense of God works. If the enemy despises you, give them a cup of water. Bring them flowers to work the next day. And if they continue, watch this. You are now moved out the way I step in, and I'm going to burn the hot coals on their head. See, you don't understand how to fight with God. Who's going to burn the hot coals? I wish I had time to talk about this, but I don't. This is how rich God's word is. See, if you just stay in his position, he want to play his card. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? So, Without principle building, come on, I'm not moving from this. We're getting in a little bit now? Without principle building, we persist, we keep going. In what? Violated. So what was my issue? The violated expectation because I didn't have the principle. So my expectation has been building on what's not God. So that's where compound offense comes. Somebody say compound offense. This is why we keep thinking that the issue was the last week thing. It's bashed that. You have compound offense. You mad the last 10, there's a root of offense that's been compounding. So it can't be that one because that one was just a fruit of what the root haven't been dealt with. And then you keep trusting in the same thing, which means you keep compounding it. But the issue is, how is it that today we can still be declarative with a word that's alive and not producing the fruit and be okay?
and want people to come to a church of freedom and we're not free. Making the word of God to no effect because of the traditions that we do. We have so much that's overriding the reality of the heart of God that we don't even know it anymore. But today, God is going to sing to our hearts. Can you say amen? amen? Today, I'm going to be set free. Come on, today, I'm going to learn to stand and know he's God in all things. Can you say amen? So it, we have need to know who we are so we can allow these self-moratoriums to be broken off of our life. This self-moratorium to be broken off our life. These self-inflicted self wounds can be broken off of our life. How many of you know that the, the adversary, flesh, helps you harm yourself? How many know the criminal nature? It helps you lie to yourself. See, I don't know about you. I'm not good in carnality. I'm the best. I'm the best sinner. But it's interesting because the church still believe in themselves so much that they don't. They don't even realize when they're wrong. There's no distinguishing between the flesh and the spirit. What flesh is and what spirit is, there, you don't have to justify it. Was it flesh? Good. Move on to the spirit. Who said what? Okay, was they in the flesh? Yes? Good. You don't have to trust in it. Move on to the spirit. We waste too much time trying to dissect what's not truth. You spend your whole life trying to figure out why did they do it? And God is trying to say, I'm trying to sing to your heart to realize they couldn't have got it right. They couldn't have did it to you right because they did not have me. I always tell you, if you keep dissecting flesh, what you going to find? You, you dissect carnality, what you going to find? Okay, so stop, stop the study. You're stuck in your mind. I just don't understand. I just, uh, it's not supposed to be understood. That's why when you thought you wasn't going to smoke, it started as socially smoking. You didn't understand why you socially did it, right? And then you went from that to something deeper. Now you're every day doing it. Now what happened from I wasn't to socially to now doing it all? You don't even understand. So why are you trying to understand it? It's called the mind of the flesh, the carnal nature. That's not subject to the law of God. That's why he said a carnal-minded man is unstable. It, it cannot please God. Why? Because it's understandable. It's, it's against God. Stop staying stuck in a state that's not real. We love to justify a state that's not real. Because what's flesh is, stop trying to figure out flesh. 
and learn how to get to the Spirit. Because when you get to the Spirit, you awaken in the Spirit, you realize that, wait, it wasn't about trying to dissect that. It was about where I am now. And now always abounding from this place. Can I help you? Why people do what they do? It's called carnality. I just helped your study. You don't need two more weeks. You don't need two years. You ready? It's called what? You know what your problem is? Your learned behavior of definitions. Now we're going somewhere. See, you, your problem is you learned something that wasn't true. Now we're going somewhere. Because you've seen them shout, but they did you wrong and didn't apologize, so you have correlated that with God. Not knowing it was a moment of wrong. And because many people in church don't apologize or repent, we train and become a stumbling block to the next generation. Because we're too bold. And I know who I am. I know, I, I know I'm called. I know who cares. No, who said it? No, who cares about that? Go apologize. Say you're sorry. Say you didn't understand, but now you're on track to do it. Forget all that I've been in church. Who cares? According to the word, who cares? Jesus always, see, you don't like people talk about religion. Jesus used to rebuke the, the Pharisees. You brood of vipers? Y'all didn't see, y'all wouldn't have went to Jesus' church. Y'all wouldn't have went to Jesus' church. You brood of vipers? Who told you to come into the, he used to get on them. Your father is the devil. God. Y'all would see, you, you, see this new, they don't know that type of thing. Eh? Y'all wouldn't have went to the old school church. What happened, Paul would tell him, what happened to the money? You gave it all. Because you lied to the Holy Spirit, you're going to die today and drag him out. Y'all, see, we're not ready for the reality of the real church. Because you, you, you thought you was lying to a man. But because you lied to the Holy Spirit, your feet is going to be dragging out here. And then the wife come back and do the same thing. Lord, she at least could have tried to save herself. You didn't see your husband on the side, man. I wish you, I was, I was like, Lord, I wish you would have saw her husband. She could have changed her story. See, that's love. You have to understand. See, the problem is even, see, we don't see the love in that either. But I don't have time to talk about that. You've got to understand the God who is the Father. For the last 15 minutes, I want to share something with you. I tried to be gentle today, but I guess I'm just a Pentecostal <laughs> preacher. Jesus, I just, I tried to be gentle. He said, the heart of the Father. But you know that God is trying to get us to understand something. And religion without inspiration is destructive because it's unteachable. And in the basement of our thinking, our belief system, see, God is trying to get in the basement, the defiled basement of our thinking. The defiled basement of our what? See, when you move out the house, what's the last thing you usually touch is your basement. 
That's the last part. God cleaning the house, but guess what? You didn't check that basement. He's going deep. Somebody say he's a deep God. He's deep and he's discerning the thoughts of the heart. The intentions of the heart. Somebody say learn to keep your heart. Now, I want you to understand something. We have need to getting back to the foundation of the God, which is Father. Of the God, which is what? Somebody say Father. One of the realities and one of the dangers today is that we are producing practices without discerning the hearts of the people of what's missing. How many of you, by show of hands, how many of you really grew up with a father? How many grew up with a father? Okay, so we got about 30, 40% out of 100. So most of us who grew up without not a father, we don't necessarily understand the language of father. Because we haven't seen it as an expression from where the foundation has said, father and mother Train your children in the way they should go. That's an expression. That's in a way to do that. So if I haven't seen that, number one, there is a deficit. And if that, that deficit has to be paid in full by the cross. Many of us had fathers, but they didn't have the principles associated with the application of the raising. And yet we still have a deficit because of the support that was supposed to be there mentally, psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually. And when that is not there, it causes a child to default in their building. So what happens is we are raised in an environment called church that we begin to learn because the presence of God do come. And we sense him, we get a portion of him, and many of us have gotten saved of him. But we still don't understand why we can't break through to the full. Because there's something that's been learned and misunderstood that God wants us to understand. Can you say amen? Sometimes what we think our problem is, it's not our problem. Where your father and your mother, when they was forsaking, the Bible said God takes care of you. So the first principle, number one, of this generation getting in the abiding position of the father is learning how to be loved. Learning how to what? How many of you know the average, and I have a hard time with this too, learning how to receive? How many of y'all say, I have a hard time learning how to receive? You've given so much. Give, 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 that you don't know how to what? Receive. So you have to understand what is it and what God is trying to train me in the receiving of him. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? 
We give, excuse me. We give. But do you know how to receive? How long have you been serving giving? Let me tell you how we know that we don't know how to give. And God had to show me this. Every time somebody compliments you, you don't feel right just taking it and leaving it. You got to give one back. So you're actually taking from what they gave you and taking from yourself too. Oh, this is, oh, it gets deep. Oh, it, it gets deep. It gets really, we have problems receiving, but yet we say we are deep. You can't even sit and allow a compliment to do something with your being. Say, God, what is wrong with that? Why, why, why do I feel obligated to always? Why well, can't sit and just see? Because givers, God has to train you how to protect your heart in receiving him. This is why the lie of this generation is everybody want to talk about their calling. But what you don't understand is God has to facilitate your heart in such a way. Because see, the calling that you're trying to do, you're going to realize when God opens your eyes, you're going to see a lot of problems. And the problems is going to be more than what you can touch. And what the, what the issue becomes is your heart will fail if you don't know how to receive. If you don't know how to what? The hardest thing is to see like God sees. We want to see. We want revelatory understanding and all that stuff. But what when you can see, but you can't do nothing about it? What if when you can see, but you only can do 10% about it because they're not ready for the rest of it? Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So you have need for God to do something upon your heart to prepare you for what it takes to be like him. Somebody say receive, 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 receive. The orphan spirit. The orphan. A child of God still living like an orphan. A child of God still living and perceiving like an Orphan. Let's go a little deeper here. Are y'all with me this morning? I want you to go to Jeremiah 31 real quick. Jeremiah 31. Jeremiah 31, 1. At the same time, this says the Lord, I will be the God of the families of Israel, and they shall be my people. Thus said the Lord, the people who survived the sword found grace in the wilderness. Israel, when I went to give him rest, the Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, yes, I have loved you with everlasting love. I have loved you with what? Everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. There is a drawing of the Lord that God is trying to get us to understand. You cannot receive what you don't know about God. 
See, you love God because he loved you first. You don't love God because you grew up in church. You love God because he loved you. You don't love him because you grew up in church. This is why we're stuck in mental exercises of what we call faith. In the same sentence that we can declare our issue, it's the same sentence we're declaring old scripture that we keep saying it's a living. So we have mental exercise because we read the scripture and we heard the scripture, we think that means faith. When God is trying to get us to another step, because it, it, it starts with the mind. How many know it starts with your mind? So it coming to your mind is a great thing. But the issue is, what is blocking your heart? That's the problem. Why is it not getting down into your heart? I, I didn't finish something when we started. See, there is a reality in the finished work. There's a reality from the finished work. The kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but is what? Thank you, woman of God. Thank you. Y'all give my mom a hand clap. Thank you for my mother. She read her Bible and pray. I love you. I, I knew my students. They, that's all right. They're waking up. Righteousness, peace, and joy in. This is a problem. It's what? In the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, peace, and he's telling you this is the kingdom. The fruits of the Spirit is right there on the wall. Everybody can read it, right? Okay, so what's going on that I can say I'm deep, but none of that is changing? Righteousness, peace, nor joy is there. What's going on? Am I mentally exercising that it never came into capacity and justifying something? So there's an outcome. Is there an outcome? Why do we think it's okay to declare it and not live it? And we check our boxes and go eat potato salad together and say, we Christians, we Christians, we Christians. Watch me shout, watch me shout, watch me shout, watch me shout. We Christians. No fruit. No, see, see I'm, I'm trying to I'm, I'm help us because there's something that God is trying to help you to understand about yourself. Definitions, definitions, definitions. Who told you that that was that word? That's what that was. I was joking with y'all and said, what is a prayer warrior? Nobody answered. The question is, if every, every believer is supposed to be what we call a prayer warrior, if that's what you're calling it. Every what? That's not, that's not, that's not secure to nobody. What does that mean? They're a prayer warrior for who? So are you telling me we're not, we're not ready, so they got to keep praying over you? Now, how many know we love prayer? But that's not sacred. When you've come an age of knowing, you got to start standing for yourself. You got to learn to grow up in the realm of the spirit. Do you hear what I'm saying? 
God is calling you, but the issue is our heart. Somebody say heart. We've been taught something that God has to retrain our hearts to understand. Grace. Grace and peace multiply in his knowledge of who he is. Do you know who he is? And how much of that do you know that gets you inspired to come into him? Can you say amen? The love of God draws. Somebody say it draws. Write this down. The love of God compels, it convicts, and it constrains. It compels, it convicts, and it what? It com the Bible says it compels, it convicts, and it constrains. The compelling love of God, the convicting love of God, and the constraining love of God, which means he sets the boundaries, the borders in your life. Amen? God did not design this thing to be religious in nature. He designed it to be a family that understand their father. He designed to be a what? That under, this is why he said, if the spirit of Elijah don't come, that we can return the hearts of the fathers back to the sons. I'm going to have to bring a curse. Why? Because I need the family. How many know the church is a family? We can't make it an orphanage. We got to make it a God doesn't even start a people the way they think they are until they learn how to love like families. This is why he say they're going to know you by how you love one another. It's possible to be and see this is, can I help you? Our issue is, it's possible to be in the house and be of the family but never touched by the love through the family. You're in the house, but never sat on daddy lap. Never was told enough of how much you was loved. You're in the house though. I heard a story. I was at a counseling conference. I heard a story. The, 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 there was a story that, that really, oh, it moved. These two children, the boy and the young girl, grew up in the house. It was abusive, mentally abusive, vocally abusive, physically abusive. Okay? The daughter said that daddy never touched me like, like in love, in breaks. Never, never embraced me. Never really talked to me. But he used to physically harm the brother. Physically, mentally, emotionally harm the brother. And she made this statement. 
that I actually wish that I would trade places with my brother just to get a touch. Just to get a what? I would rather switch with abuse. At least I can get some type of embrace. What you don't understand is the, the, the genome of humanity. Your, the scientific of alignment of your humanity. It, it, they're finding genomes. I, I, I know scientists and, and my man, but they, they're finding new things and understanding of your behavior, of what you actually, your body, your, your, your blood, what it cries out for. Your humanity has an, a, an area that it, it, your soul, it longs for something to secure it. It's in your DNA. And even when you come into Christ's DNA, you were called to walk in the garden. Always staying around in the Father. I would rather be in abuse as long as I get a touch. At least I'm touched by what I can feel as if it's going to embrace. How is it that we are lacking in embrace and the God who embraces, we think we're going to grow without learning to receive? How many know God embraces? How many know God embraces? See, you know how we're so quiet? We haven't learned this part of God. So that tells me we've learned mental exercises. We haven't learned the love that comes not only from your head, but from your heart. Because see, the heart love, it builds a capacity that goes beyond you, that creates environment, sequences. It does something beyond the normative. It's contagious. You'll start loving what you don't know. You don't even want to... You, you can't even control your love. You look outside on the street. You look at everything as God sees it. You don't look at the homeless man like you used to look at it. You say, whose child is out here? You, you, you see different. You don't even see him as a grown man. You say, whose child is out here? And what happened to him? Somebody say love. What is missing? There's no song in my heart of his love. Somebody say love. No, give me an instrumental, just a little bit. See, because these topics, the devil hunts and hates. He knows if we get this, he don't mind us doing church. He don't mind all of that. When you let this thing open up, oh. when this thing opens, somebody say the God who sings. Give me five minutes. Go to Romans 8, 8 real quick. Romans 8 real quick. Romans 8, 31. Romans 8, 31. 
there's a love deficit. And what I mean by love deficit, you know he is love, but you need, you need, we, we have need to know that on our hearts. You know it from your head, but you have need to know it from your... So what is the process to go from my head to my heart? That's what we need to learn. What is the process to go from my head into my heart? What we're angry with have need to be sought out. Because remember, prejudgment without principle is defiled expectation. So if you keep prejudging without the principle, you're not, what you think and why you believe you, can, you, you should be able to stay there, God is saying that's not the truth. I'm letting you know today, it's not the truth. So change your definition. I am not a man that I will lie. I'm not a man. I don't lie. God is not a man. God is what? He's not a man. So that's the first revelation that you must get. He's not a man. So I can't perceive God like I perceive men. I remember back in when I didn't want to get serious. I said, I always can point to a man. See, you see a man? That's why I can just say where I am. He said, no, 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 hold on. I'm not a man. So I got to teach you how to honor, but you're going to learn how to disagree with everything that was not for you. I'm going to teach you how to what? But you're going to learn to have to disagree with things that was put into you. That don't mean you got to tell the person that you disagree. That means that the word, gonna, the word is going to train you. It's going to compel you. It's going to convict you. It's going to give you what you need to know. Wait, 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 wait. I've been living like this and believing this, and it's been keeping me stuck in this. But I'm realizing that wasn't the truth. How many of you know faith come by and hearing by the Okay, so if you can reinforce the word and it transform you, how many know a word can also deform you? But for you to stay in a deformative downhill, watch this, you got to reinforce a word. You got to reinforce a what? Words are powerful. How many of you know we work for a building company? You work for God Incorporated. I'm gonna say, I ain't applied there. <laughs> oh, you work for who? God Inc. You gonna show up to work tomorrow? Some of y'all are like, I'm at work right now. <laughs> see, 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 you've you been on leave, you've been on rest. God incorporated is trying to help you to understand who you are because before he incorporates you in the workplace, he learns and teaches you in the family. He sits like a big papa and he says, hello, children. Children, today, before we go work, 
We're going to learn to be loved. We're going to learn to be what? Not from your head. Not from your what? You know, it's interesting. The Bible says faith works through love. How many want to know God want to see a reformation in this city? Now, many of us say there's a lot of churches anyway here. We don't need no reformation. We got a lot of churches. We may have a lot of churches, but we don't have a lot of places that can contain what God wants to bring. And for God to bring the containment, sustain. See, we visit God. We love to visit. We visit the presence on Sunday. We visit here. We have visitations. God said, I'm waiting for habitation. I need, I need a family for habitation. If I get a family, watch this. I'm going to teach them how to uphold habitation. But before the family, I need my individuals, I need my sons and daughters to understand. I need them to learn to stay inhabited with my love. What scripture did I tell you to go to? I'm going to give you to your gravy and rice. Just hold one second. Romans 8.31. What shall we then, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be what? Who can be what? God is showing you your, the attitude and the aptitude of who he is for you. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us, he shall not with him also freely give us all things. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is, it is God who justifies. It is God who what? Justifies. He who... He, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us? God is so good. He don't even, de he don't even depend on our prayers alone. He said, I'm going to even come pray for you. Oh, Jesus. I can't even depend on you praying right, so I'm going to come pray for you. Y'all just, uh, I'm trying to show you how good God is. You, you, see, the problem with you, you keep thinking what you got to do. And your job is learning to receive. And you don't realize you don't know how to receive. Because all you want to do is give to God. You wake up, how can I please you, God? Wrong. You, you have not need, you're not ready to please him yet. I can't please a God that I'm not pleased by. I can't please a God I'm not pleased by. So that's why religion has stepped It has been a stumbling block to you. You know why? Because they taught you how to go please God without being pleased by him. It's a stumbling block. Everything you do, you, you know you got to make God happy. You know you got to do it like that. You don't even like, you don't even, you don't even, if, if we were honest, you don't even want to do it. Go pray for yourself. I don't want to pray for that. You crazy. You are forced. Stumbling block after stumbling block. 
And then we add to you on, on more stumbling blocks. Did you get baptized in the name of Jesus? Or did you get baptized in the Holy Ghost? Or did you get a stumbling block? Stumbling block after stumbling block. I mean, it's like you got to go through a whole new college. Am I in the right line? Stumbling blocks. Well, Jesus said it, and yeah, and I know, do I do it like that, or do I like that? It's not about what you do it like. It's about getting to him. He'll show you what to do. Baptize in Jesus' name, or in Jesus' Father, Son. What, who said what you're saying is, is doing anything? See, some of, see that religious thing? It got to some of y'all. I can see it. You, you, well, it matters. Oh, so you telling me words? Okay, okay, you telling me words matter? Okay, let me ask you this. Can somebody be saved without saying the sinner's prayer? Okay, why? See, we have problems. We're, we're battling. So we become a stumbling block to somebody getting saved on their knees, giving their hearts to God. And we say, no, 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 you're not saved yet. Come on, come on up here and repeat after me. No, no, stop, stop what God is doing right now. And I want you to repeat after me. No, God is moving. I know all that stuff. But I need you to say this so you can cross over. Because if you don't do this system, if you don't do it like this, no discernment. Because religious people don't have discernment. I should have titled this the sting of religion. But we've adopted the practices. Are y'all hearing me? Can you discern when the spirit is moving? The spirit is touching? Can you say amen? If God is for us, who can be against us? He did not spare his own son and deliver him up for us all. How shall he not freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God elect? It is God who justifies. He who, who he, excuse me, who is he who condemns? It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen. Who is even the right hand of God? Who also makes intercession for us. Somebody say intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation. Somebody say no. Or distress. Somebody say no. Or persecution. Or famine. Or nakedness. Or peril. Or sword. So no. So did God separate from you because of that? Did God separate you because of that? Okay. For you, your sake, we are killed all day. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. 
Let me ask you a question. Who's separating you? We're separating ourselves. We're separating our what? We're separating our what? So condemnation is separating us. But condemnation in the wrong definitions. How many of you know God fulfilled the law in liberty? He fulfilled the law himself. How many of you know why he fulfilled the law? Why is the law fulfilled? Have anybody ever thought of that? Why is the law fulfilled in Christ? <laughs> is it what? Come on, speak up. I can hear y'all. What? Okay, the will of the Father. Why, why, is the, the, why, why is the law fulfilled in Christ? The will of the Father, okay. All right. I want you to think. Who is Christ? Who is God? In the beginning was the and the word was, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So who is God? The word. So if we're becoming the word, and the word is the law, of course it has to be fulfilled because you become like, like the God. Okay, all right. I'm trying to. If I am, I don't have to try to be. So he's saying you you don't you're not condoned to the law because you become the law. Oh Jesus! I'm becoming like the Father. So I I can't be condemned by what I am. <laughs> the law was there to show you what was wrong. So you can know who to get to what was right. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So love fulfilled the law. Because when you're in love, watch this. You're just like the dad. You're just like big daddy papa. You're just like big papa God. The issue is we haven't heard a family speak like that to us. And we're trying to live a religion, but we haven't learned the father relationship of love. And our issues, our problems are keep rewinding and we don't know what's wrong. And I come to tell you that God is restarting you to be embraced by him as a father first. So you can stop picking up the yoke of bondage as an orphan, because you're no longer an orphan. You're a son and daughter in the beloved. The Bible says he sings. Why do he sing? Songs of deliverance. Why? Why is he singing? How many of you ever had a song in your heart? God is singing. 
God is... We have need to learn to rest in Papa's arms and let him do something on our heart. See, the issue is most of us met a portion of it. And we, we, we're stopping there. But you don't know the first process of God is encounter to encounter. Because in every encounter, there's a new thing that you're learning about your heart through him. See, your head, can't, your head is going to follow your heart. But we've been allowing our heart to follow our head. Because it starts with your head. Transform your mind. Renew your mind. The word comes to the mind, and then you are able to judge the word, and through what you're seeing, supposed to break you down into the heart. So you have need to be more embraced with the one, Father, than trying to go do something. Because it's through the embrace that you desire to do something. If you love Jesus' work more than the Jesus, you got a problem. If you love the Father's work more than the Father, we're going to have a problem. And we've been taught to love his work more than him. Did y'all go minister today? I'm not going to ask you that. I'm like, where's your heart? Is his love evidence in you today? Turn back around and go allow him to do something on your heart. Don't, don't, no, don't, no, don't pass go. Don't, no, don't try to address that because, see, you're about to go with words. That's wrong. Words don't change anyone without the inspiration of a word. Man shall not live by what? But by every that proceeds out the mouth of who? God. God sings within before he speaks without. He speaks within before he speaks without. Your ministry, let me tell you something about your called ministry. Your ministry is only as effective as your touch from God. I don't care what class you go to. That's why we, in the real church of God spiritually, we'll look at your pedigree, but that's last. That's the last thing I want to see. I want to see the weight of your love. I want to see the principles of the word of God moving. I don't care what school you went to. That might help later on, Yeah, but, but that's not the first thing. That's why we've taught people to bring their pedigree first. Look at my, ain't I'm qualified. Friday we learned with the young adults that let your grace speak louder than your confession. Let your what? Because grace speaks. How many of y'all know grace speaks? You know how you're going to get the promotion? By your grace speaking. 
Your love got to speak. Your capacity got to speak. The more that you open up this, the more that you're going to become, <laughs> the more you're becoming like him. See, the song is to open you up. Last Sunday, I told you, you know, some of us got to get back to our, the, the, the ugly cry, the good cry. You know why? Because our hearts are broken. And we're trying to go do, and we're broken. I said, I need you to know who I am. If you do all this stuff and have no love, you are, that's what he means. Not that you can quote what love is, and God is love. That's good. Are you living it? See, there's a frequency in love. There's a what? And the frequency, it deals with you first. And once it deals with you, it makes you to no respect of a person. If you, see, let me tell you something. How many of y'all know God is able? How many know God is able? Okay, if he's able, what is the requirement to get the ability? What is it that makes that able ability? Our willing to receive. Stand to your feet if you can. Psalm says like this, Psalms 32.7. It says it like this. You are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with the songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place. How many of you know we hide in stuff? What are you hiding in in your life? What are you, what are you using as hiding place? What is your retreat? He said, you are my hiding place. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. You deliver me with songs of deliverance. Saints, stop trying to minister without being ministered to. And the ministry that of God is you learning Abba Father first. If you didn't have one, he's teaching you. Don't move until you know it. Stop trying to promote without knowing it. See, no church going to tell you that because we want your gift. I don't care about your gift if you don't know him because I got to worry about your soul. He said, why you didn't tell them who I was? Work is not effective if he's not in it. So for everything that we're trying to reach, that means I need more love. So what would you do? You wait on him. What does waiting on him mean? You ready to wait on him mean? It means you wait for him to sing a song in your heart. 
that song that opens you up. And when you open up, it gives you a capacity. And it's called faith with substance. See, I know why we lack levels of deliverance. We don't say it, but I know why. Because we've lost the main thing. It's called love. Oh, y'all hear what I'm saying? There's a divine frequency that God is calling you back to. If you want to save somebody, get the frequency. Get the what? There's a divine frequency. It's called love. If you let somebody touch God, guess what? They'll never, hey, listen, that's what sticks them. That, that sticks. Some of y'all need daddies. You need father. You need what? You, no, you don't. You, you think you have some type of devil problem. You got a father problem. We think we got a devil. We don't have a devil problem. We have a father problem. The father problem is because we don't have an embrace. We don't know how to receive. We don't know how to read. You know the best prayer life? You wanted me to teach you? Learn how to receive them. Let them do something to you. And don't move until it happens. Let the, let, let the thing that you're frustrated with come out of you in the Father. Stop masking what, what is a lie. Because you're not fooling anyone but yourself. How many know we fool ourselves? You know, sometimes I, I, I think about when I used to be in the world, driving my Cavalier to the club. And you know how the devil make you think you're the coolest thing on the block? And then we walk in the club like we own it or something. You broke. $10 to your name. But you know, I laugh. I say, Who, why, what in my, your mind make you think you got it going on? It's a lie. You know, you'll be feeling it. Something energized you. And you're showing everybody, so you got to try to make yourself something because you don't feel like nothing. And that's how we grew up. We always got to do the right thing or we don't get any praise. So I got to do this. How am I supposed to pray? Like this, like this. If I don't do it right, I know I don't get praise. I got to do it right. If I don't do it right, I don't get, I don't get the right praise. When God is saying, hey, I need you to understand something about me. It wasn't about what you do, right or wrong. It was about you coming to me. I don't expect you to get anything right outside of me. Learn to be embraced by me. There's a love deficit, saints. There's a what? 
there's a love deficit. And we have need to work that deficit. For the next couple of months, until God tells me different, we're going to focus on the heart. Because for where God wants to move in this house, we got to have a capacity to handle the oil. There's a wineskin that needs to be able to handle. See, see, see the, the oil need a new wineskin. Least the, the cracks of the skin cause things to leak out. You have need to let them sing songs of deliverance over your heart. Songs of deliverance over your heart. You're used to all your tree. You're not used to letting the presence of God just do something on your heart. This was not about a religion, saints. It was about a father and a family. Saints, it's not about a religion. It's about a father and a family. Who can, this is why we keep looking to use our gift. We want gift, 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 gift. And as a pastor, I say, no, stop, stop, stop. I don't want to talk about your gift. I want to talk about your heart. I'm called. Who cares? Where is your heart? We're all called. But I want to make you the chosen one. You know why we keep trying to seek our gift before our heart? You know why? Because we've learned to perform. We have a performing mechanism in our being. We've learned to perform because we know this is going to make us more look more better. And when we dissect the person, the heart is not there. So what is it in me that wants to know everything about my gift? And I don't even, I, I, I'm, God is trying to train my heart to even just know him. You're my dearly beloved daughter, son, that I'm well pleased before you go work. You are not your gift. But I feel like if I don't do this, you know, I, I don't just, that's, that's how I, that's how me and God connect. No, that's not how you and God connect. That's a lie. And the church told you that's okay. That's a lie. If you put the mic down, if you put that down, you should still know who you are. That's a lie from hell. Well, if I don't do it like this, you know, that, that just, you know, this is how me and God, I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to keep doing it like this because if I don't do it like this, God don't look at me like I, I know. No, that, that's an orphan mindset. It's performance. It's what? We've learned to perform. We need the best thing. You're performing. We're performing. I need my church to know how to receive. Because how can I bring the broken in? And they give them the same practice of why people keep being broken. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? See, this generation, 
the majority of people who are recycling in churches is church hurt. Why is that happening? Is church hurt? That it's, it's the normative now. Not new people that we can go touch with the love of Jesus. We got to deal with the church hurt. So we can't even start with the realities of how we can go push out. We're still dealing with the end. Because we learn performance, not family. Do you know how to go to your father? See, you want me to say, do you know how to go to God? I say, do you know how to go to your father? See, that name is what you got to get used to. That name holds a weight. The family that has a father. I declare today that from this day forward, you are going to learn to be embraced by your father. And the pain of the past, the pain of what was not there, the pain that's been covered up, and you've been wondering what's wrong. I'm telling you what's wrong. Saints, this is 80% of your problem. You say, you didn't hear my problem. I'm telling you this is 80% of it. You don't know how to get to the Father. It's 80%. Well, you haven't heard. I don't have to. I'll tell you the problem. Because if you knew how to get to the Father, He will... Embrace you in such a way that what you thought you needed, you didn't need anymore. There's an identity that comes through it. Lift your hands. There's a cry of this generation. And the father is opening his arms to say, come, come, come. You have need. You have need. Parents, if you're trying to save your children, you need more of the father's love. Children, if you're trying to forgive parents, you need the father's love. See, all this stuff we don't like to talk about, but you have need of the father. You need to stay. He's calling you to come. Sit, 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 sit. You, you, need, you have need to hear the song of your God. You have never heard that they're proud of you because of who you are. See, you only heard they're proud because of what you did. So if I have to do something for the being proud, that means that I'm always going to be doing so I come to church and I got to do again. But God is saying this morning, you know what God told me? He said, tell them I'm singing over them. Tell them, I, I, I need them to understand I'm singing over them. Because I need their heart to catch what I'm saying. 
you, you, I, I, God is trying to safeguard you in this love. Lord, we pray for a divine wrap this morning. A wrapping of your arms. A touch of your love. A touch of your spirit. Go deep, God. Teach us how to receive. Teach us how to know who you are. Lord, help us to stop bypassing fatherlessness, pain. We've passed too much. And God is saying, I'm restoring you, but I need you to understand what you need. You are longing for a father. You're longing for a father. You're longing for a father. And I have, I've adopted you into the beloved. And I'm proud of you before you work. I'm proud of you before you do. I'm proud of you. You need to know that. I don't want performing children. I want them to know that they're my beloved because I'm well pleased because of who you are. We can't raise another generation of children in a broken heart of abandonment because they don't know the Father's love because we've never met it because we want to do church. We want to do church. And he is the church. He is the church. He is the church. His love is the church. His kingdom is the church. He is the church. You are a temple of him. And if you're him, he's love. So you got to learn to be loved so you can give love. Love is not waiting to get. Love has an identity already. With every hand lifted, every eye closed. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray you stretch your hand out to each and every one of them. Touch your people this morning. Even online, God, extend your hand on their lives. I pray that the yoke of bondage that came through the defilement of fatherlessness Abandonment, abuse, misuse, neglect that's burking and irking in our souls. The lie that's caused God, the trauma and the drama. We command it to break now. Break now. Nobody's for you. That's a lie. God is for you. You have no support. That's a lie. God is your support. Nobody talks to me. You lie that God is talking to you. Mend the hearts of your people, God. 
touch them, touch them, touch them. Let the dove rest. 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 Heal the hearts of your people. Your kingdom come. Yeah, you're 40, but you're working with the 15-year-old mentality. Yeah, you're 50, but you're still 13 and broken. God is restoring the hearts of his people. Of God fall fresh Why didn't they talk to me like this? Why didn't they assure me like this? God is saying, I'm coming to assure you. Let me pay that same daughter. Abba Father. Abba Father. Abba Father. Abba Father. Father God. Father God. Lift your hands. Father God. Father God. I'm here. Ready to receive from you thank you for loving me no matter what i've done or what i'm going through thank you for loving me you never left me you didn't forsake me you love me in spite of all things today i receive i receive your love your care your comfort. You're not condemning me. You didn't throw me away as men would. So today, I thank you for never leaving and nor forsaking. Your word is true. Lift your hands and just give it to him for one minute. Heal the brokenhearted. Heal the brokenhearted. Heal the brokenhearted. We belong to you. Daddy's proud of 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 you. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Daddy's proud of you. Papa. Papa, we need you. Papa, we need you. Good job, daughter. Good job, son. Thank you for being proud of me. Thank you that I don't have to act. But you're there embracing me. Daddy's proud of you. He's saying, push on, daughter. Push on, son. I'm with you. I'm with you. I won't leave you. You can trust in me. You can depend on me. You can depend on me. You can depend on me. 
You can depend on me. Let him touch you. Daddy's proud of you. He wants to hold you. He don't, he don't want to hear about your work. He want to hold you. He want to hold you. That's all. That's all. That's all. You don't have to tell me. I just want to hold you. That's it. I want you to learn to rest in me. I want you to learn to be held. I want you to learn to be comforted. That's all. If you feel the Father's love, I want to pray with you. I want you to come. Father saying, come, come, come. I just want to pray with you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. So tala bro shataya. Bro so. God. Oh, God, we need you. God, we need you. See, this is real worship. God, I need you. This is real worship. God, we need you. Thank you for being there, Papa. That we can run to you. Oh, God, when I have nowhere to go, you are my hiding place. God, when I have nowhere to go, you are my hiding place. Hey. Father, in the name of Jesus, I remove every blockage of the heart this morning. We break it right now. I command every demon power, every lie that's corrupted your children. We command it to loose them now. Loose them now. Loose them now. Hey. We give you praise. We give you praise. We love you, Papa. Daddy! 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 Come on, open up your mouth. Call for your daddy. Call for your Papa. Daddy! I need you. Hey, hey, hey. We need you, Father. We need you, Lord. I'm no good on my own. I'm no good on my own. Hey. Come on. He's singing to your heart. He wants to hold you. He wants to deliver you. Songs of deliverance. Yeah. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. Yeah, God. We love you, Papa. Thank you for being there for us, Father. 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 His name is Father. His name is Father. His name is Father. His name is Father. I break the abandonment spirit in you. We break the lie of abandonment, rejection, 
Loose him right now in the name of Jesus. His name is Father. 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 He's the source. He is your sustainer. Hey. Hey. Nanzo, come follow me. Crawl up my net up our show. Hey. Oh, God. Come on, lift your hands. There's a flow of his love in this place. There's a flow of his love in this place. Hey, hey. We give you praise. <laughs> We give you praise. Oh, God. We need you. Come on, tell your God, I need you. I need you, Father. I need you, Father. <laughs> I need you, Father. Heal your children. Heal their hearts. Heal their mind, God. Jesus. Thank you for taking all those definitions out those doctrines out, God, and just teaching us the pure form of love, the purest form of you, the purest form of you. We thank you for it today. There's no one like you. Father, I pray today that we will walk in identity in the DNA as a son and a daughter, knowing that you are the joy of our strength, that you are the joy of our salvation. We walk with you. We talk with you. And we hear that we're your own. Sweet and wonderful Savior. Sweet and wonderful Savior. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen? Give God a hand clap if you can. How many of you realize the heart of the Father, learning how to receive is one of the most important things we must do? You say, what is God doing with me? He's teaching you how to re receive. So that when somebody gives you a compliment, learn to let it do something on your heart. You're such a giver, but it's time to receive. Can you say amen? At this time, we're going to prepare our tithes and offering that we can give because we receive.
I mean, no, we give because we receive. Thank God. How many of you are blessed this morning? Give God a hand clap. We have need of heart therapy. I'm looking forward to the day that the church walk in drunk with love. They walk in drunk with what? You know what a drunk person look like? They disoriented. Yet they're in order. Drunk with what? See, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I, when I come out sometime a prayer, I don't like to go on the street because I look at everything. I'll stop my car. Hey, you just, come here. Just, because it, it, it provokes you. Who you thought you didn't like at work, guess what? Hey, you got a new twang with you. Because it's not you, it's the God particle through you that have become you. Amen. Let love train you. Let love develop you. Let love lift you. Let love lead you. Can you say amen? In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Announcements. Yes. While you are preparing your tithes and offering, my wife is going to give some announcements. Amen. Give my wife a hand if you can. <laughs> Hallelujah. Awesome. So we are going to play our announcements. Um, but the past two weeks, we've announced that we are having a women's retreat. It's on Friday, April the 8th through the 9th. It's just a one night. So Friday night into Saturday. I am the main speaker. So I would love for BCC to show up. Another church invited me to speak, but we've always actually wanted to do a retreat. But, you know, the pandemic hit and just like everything else, you know, now we're now we're revisiting it. But it's in Granbury, so it's about an hour and 15 minutes away. But this is really just a time for us as women to come together. Friday night, we're going to just worship and fellowship with each other. And then the majority of the teaching will be held on Saturday. So it's a great time for just the girls to hang out. Um, the kids will send off with all of the men. <clears throat> The men will be on for Kingdom Kids overnight. But um, it's $75, and that's your lodging, food. That's the whole thing. So I think it's a really great deal. All of the information is in GroupMe. So you can register up until the 1st of April. So please make sure you do so. It's going to be a really good time. And again, just for us to fellowship, it's overnight. So just a little mini getaway for a minute, filled with fellowship and God's love and worship. Also, um, this week, uh, one, we just want to thank everyone. Give yourself a round of applause if you have helped us in any form or fashion move from our old space to our new space. We're so grateful. Our contractors will be back to finish up a few things. We're going to put our monitors up this week, so that way we'll have our visuals going. But we're just so grateful. God is so good. He continues 
to show out each and every day. When I tell you just the amount of favor that we have had from just our contractors to the building to just getting different items that we need, God is really so good and he is literally breathing on us. Um, we are going to move back our grand opening event. It was going to be scheduled for the 26th of this month. We're going to move it to the end of April just because we want to make sure that we can kind of get these last minute things up, our TVs and everything. And so that way, when people come, they can really see the new BCC location in full effect. So we'll be sure to send out more information. And that's all I have. So Nanjo, if you can play our announcements, you got to hear, okay? You just, just open, open your ears a little bit. We'll have the visual announcements next week. Amen.